0: Engineering is really the application of scientific and mathematical principles in order to design and build machines and structures. And uh, so we understand engineering, you know, that's just a general concept of engineering. But God is the original verbal engineer. Genesis chapter 1, he says, and God said, and it was so. And God said, it was so. He is a verbal engineer. That's his method of operation. You know, and God said to Moses, uh, in fact, in Psalm 103, it says, God made known his ways to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. Praise God. Hallelujah. These are the ways of God. Verbal engineering. His ways are higher than our ways. God speaks things into existence. Praise God. And he holds the entire universe by the word of his power. He watches over his word to perform it, Jeremiah 1.12. And he confirms his word with signs and miracles following. Praise God. And his word is a double-edged sword. He sends his word. It heals people. It delivers people. Praise God. And because we are created in the image of God, God has given us the ability, the creative ability to also be verbal engineers. And God, even in the plan of redemption, God used verbal engineering to bring Jesus into this world. Praise God. When man sinned against God and Satan usurped the authority from man over this planet, God said to the devil in Genesis 3 verse 15, he said, there's a seed that's coming, a seed of woman that's coming. He's going to bruise your head and you're going to bruise his heel. And throughout the entire word of God, God said, God said, God verbally engineered the picture of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is God's method of operation, is verbal engineering. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, in spite of all the delays, in spite of 400 years of Israel's bondage to Egypt, would you say that's a delay? Instead of 40 years in the wilderness, would you say that's a setback? Instead of, uh, in in spite of uh, 70 years in Babylonian captivity, would you say that's a setback? Yes. And the sins of David and all the kings of Israel, in spite of all of that, God's ability to verbally engineer his plan of redemption until the word became flesh, in spite of all that, he was able to work around uh, the mistakes, the sins, the judgments. And all the operations of Satan, he was able to do all of these things. And one of my most favorite scriptures is in Psalm 78, verse 72. It talks about all the ups and downs of Israel. And the very last verse of Psalm 78, verse 72 says, And he fed them according to the integrity of his heart. And he guided them according to the skillfulness of his hand. God has a skillful hand of Uh, guidance for us praise god but he does it through verbal engineering the things that he's spoken into uh, uh, into our lives he will watch over it and he will perform it praise god that's verbal engineering in joshua chapter 1 verse 8 god said to uh, joshua this book of the law god's word shall not depart from your mouth but you will meditate in it day and night and act upon it you will make your way prosperous you will have good success Beginning of every year, we always like to wish everybody a blessed and prosperous new year. But just that's just a habit. It's just a greeting. But God really wants us to take that seriously. So 2024, as we've just begun 2024, instead of just wishing each other, have a blessed and prosperous 2024, I want to give you some substance in which you can stand on. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You'll act upon it. You'll change your circumstances. You'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus also said in Mark 11:23, 23, If you'll speak to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and not doubt in your heart, but believe what you speak with your mouth will come to pass, you'll have whatever it is that you say. That's verbal engineering. So this morning... I want to just do a whole lot of verbal engineering into this new year and uh, we'll make some bold declarations and see changes take place this year. Would you stand with me for a few moments, please? We're going to make several declarations here. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Say this after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me by your precious blood. I believe in my heart. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. I declare with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord. I believe I am born again. My sins are forgiven. I have eternal life in the name of Jesus. Your word says, when we hear and do the word of God diligently, Deuteronomy 28 says, all these blessings will come upon us and overtake us. We declare, we're diligently hearing and doing the word of God. And you've set us far above all our circumstances. All the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 are coming upon us and overtaking us. We're blessed in the city, blessed in the country, where the head and not the tail We're above and not beneath. If the devil comes one way, he flees seven ways. Every wicked spirit controlling the roots of sickness and disease and pain in our body, we're talking to you. You have no more dominion over our body. We have dominion over you. And in the name of Jesus, you are bound, you're paralyzed, you're brought to nothing. You're under our feet in the name of Jesus, and we declare we have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. We believe we have received supernatural healing and health towards a long life in Jesus' name. Every wicked spirit control the roots of sinful addiction, anxieties, and fears, oppression, depression addictions you have no more dominion over us we have dominion over you and in the name of Jesus you are cursed to the roots in Jesus name we believe we have received supernatural healing deliverance restoration in the name of Jesus we declare we have been delivered from the authority of darkness translated into the kingdom of light In Jesus' name, every wicked spirit controlling issues in our family with anger, resentment, bitterness, offense, rejection, division, all of you wicked spirits, you have no more dominion over our family. We have dominion over you. And in the name of Jesus, we believe we have received Supernatural Breakthrough, in Jesus' name, we declare all our loved ones are coming to Jesus. As for me and my family, we're serving Jesus. Every wicked spirit controlling our financial situations with burdens, with, with crisis, with bondage, with debts, with lack, with poverty, we're talking to you. You have no more dominion over our finances. We have dominion over you. And in the name of Jesus, you are bound. You're paralyzed. You're brought to nothing under our feet. And we declare, My God shall supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against me can prosper. And in Jesus' name, this year, 2024, we release Deuteronomy 28 blessings upon our lives to come upon us and overtake us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise, shall we? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, I'm going to ask sister. I to read. Uh, yeah, please, James chapter three. You can come here, sister, and use the microphone so you can. You can come here. James chapter three, verses one to eight.
1: tells me to be instant in season and out praise the lord all right james chapter 3 verses 1 through 8 my brethren be not many masters knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation i was just reading that just studying that last night for in many things we offend all if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bribe the, bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth, that they may obey us, and we turn about the whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, <laughs> and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth! And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is a tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea. Is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Woo-hoo.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. That's again. That okay. Amen. I want to finish what the Lord has laid upon my heart to deliver to you. Yeah, there it is. I got it. I got it, sister. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> this thing here is talking about four illustrations to make one important point. The first part, what we just read was, if you control the tongue, you can control the whole body. And the next one is, a horse, if you control the mouth of the horse with a bit and bridle, you can control the entire horse as big and as strong as it is. The third illustration here is a huge ship in the middle of a fierce storm. There's a small part of that ship called the rudder, which the captain focuses on. And by using that rudder, controlling that rudder, he can bring a huge ship in the middle of a huge storm out into a place of victory. Such is the power of the tongue. And then the last thing is about how a little kindling... um, Uh, a little fire, can set a whole forest ablaze. Now, there's four illustrations here for the same point. Jesus himself said, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles the body, it's what comes out of the mouth. In fact, uh, even here in James 3, it says the same thing. The tongue is that part of our body uh, that is set in our body as that which defiles the whole body. You may not understand the connection between the words of your mouth And the sickness in your body. You may not understand the connection between the words of your mouth and the depression in your mind. You may not understand the connection between the words of your mouth and the divorce, the tragedy, the accidents, the disasters that might have taken place in your life. In Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed to us belong to us. I remember a number of years ago in Vermont... Uh, I'd visited a friend, and as I left their home, I was away, an hour away, and Wendy, the wife of our friends, uh, she called me. She said, Augie, can, wherever you are, can you turn around and come back here again? I said, Wendy, I'm just an hour away from you guys. You know, She said, I just found out my neighbor has three days to live, last stages of cancer. Would you please come? I really love this neighbor, and I've been praying for him. Would you please come? I said, Wendy, it's just an hour away. You know, uh, I, I can't come. She said, Would you please do this for me? It's so important. So I just turned around, came back. I was introduced to her neighbor. He had tubes all over his body, skin and bones, the last stages of cancer. I made sure I led him to the Lord. Then I cursed the cancer. The next day, Wendy, my friend, calls me. When she called me, I thought, Uh oh, she's going to tell me he kicked the bucket, you know? And, uh, so, she said to me, Augie, you wouldn't believe what happened after you left. I said, what happened? He said, She said that he was so healed, he took all those tubes away out of his body and everything else, off of his body, and he said that he went and had the doctors check. They found out that there's not one cell of cancer in the body, and he's a rich man. He has his own private airplane, and he started flying around. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, he was that way for about three or four months. But after four months or so, he went off and died with some other disease, but there was no sign of cancer at all. Now that's when the Lord showed me about Deuteronomy 29, 29. We don't understand a lot of these things. You know, the secret things belong to the Lord, but the things that are already revealed to us belong to us. We know that healing belongs to us. We know deliverance and salvation, all those things belong to us. So I said, okay, but then there are times that God will reveal to us what are some of the things that cause these things. For example, we talked about a, a fire here. You know, how do you start a, a forest fire? You know, let's say you have only one matchstick and you want to set this whole uh, forest aflame. You got to be careful because you don't want to waste this one matchstick. So, how am I going to use this one matchstick? I got to really plan this strategy out. The goal is bring this whole forest into a fire and burn it down. So what I have to do then is patiently look for some pieces of paper, some dry twigs, and light that match until that paper catches fire and slowly those little t- dry twigs begin to catch fire. Then I put some more dry twigs and some more dry twigs and some more bigger sticks. And after a while, as the fire begins to rage, I can put big chunks of wood, and after a while, I can walk away from it Knowing full well the whole forest is going to be burned down, and let's say you come in after the government has already put the fire out, and you are investigating, you want to find out what is the cause of this forest fire. Can you go back? Can you go back and find the original matchstick? That would be stupid, right? It's burned to ashes. Can you find the original pieces of paper? It's burned to ashes. Can you find the original? twigs. It's all burned to ashes. Many of us, the devil brings a lot of tragedies in our life, and that's bad enough because a divorce took place, an accident took place, a loved one uh, uh, you know, uh, died of cancer or something else, You know? some tragic thing, business failures, something happened. It's bad enough. The devil puts us through a lot of these kinds of things, but to make matters worse, the devil is so wicked that he'll get you to mull over all these things. Where did I miss it? Why did I miss it? What's the open door? What caused this divorce? What caused this uh, disease? What caused this disaster? You know, and that's the way the devil continues to torment a lot of God's people today. You cannot find the original matchstick you cannot find the original pieces of twig you cannot find the original pieces of paper it's burned to ashes today i want to encourage you to stop wasting your time allowing the devil to mull over things as to why this and why that and everything else leave it in the area of secret things belong to the lord but those things that belong to us we will continue to walk in the revelation of god's word i remember in the first couple of years of our ministry many years ago in New Hampshire. There was a lady that came running to us. She was crying and out of control. And she said, why did my husband die? Why did God take him away? He died in a small plane crash. He was a pilot of a small plane and he owned a small plane. And he died in a crash. And she was so overwhelmed with sorrow. She said, why did God take away my son, uh, my, my husband? And uh, I said, sister, what you need is not answers to your brain, your mind. What you need is comfort for your heart because of this grief. I said, let's pray and focus and let the Holy Spirit be the comforter in your heart. The greatest comfort could be is that uh, that your husband loved the Lord and he's with Jesus and there'll be a grand reunion at the feet of Jesus. And we prayed and ministered to her. I said, however, we'll ask the Lord to give us some insight on what happened if there's something that we need to learn from. A couple of, uh, uh, well, about uh, several months later, I was back in the area preaching and I was preaching about James chapter 3. As I was talking about it, she came running to me after the service. She came running with excitement. She said, Augie, I understand now. I understand why my my husband died. I said, well, tell me. She said, my husband, as you know, he's a private uh, pilot and he had his own plane. He always talked to me that one day he's going to die in a plane crash. He talked about it so consistently that he even went so far as to tell me, not if I die in an airplane crash, But when I die in an airplane crash, I want you to have my funeral accomplished this way and that way. Now, that's an extreme case. That was stupid for him to even think like that, talk like that. That's ridiculous. However, we found out the same thing what Job said also. Job 3 verse 25, Job said, That which I feared greatly has come upon me. You know, you literally call those things that are not into existence by fear and words and lies of the enemy. That's what James 3 is all about. God's Word in Joshua 1.8 is verbal engineering. If you speak God's Word, meditate God's Word, act on God's Word, you'll change your circumstances, you'll make your way prosperous, you'll have good success. However, the devil has no creative ability in him. He's a reverse engineer. He takes God's word and principles of verbal engineering from Joshua 1.8 and he uses, and that's what James 3 is talking about. It's about reverse engineering here. The devil uses the same principle. Meditate on the lies of the enemy until fear is created and the devil's after your tongue. He says the tongue is a fire, world of iniquity, and your tongue is set fire by hell. The devil cannot set fire your life with hell if you don't lend him your tongue. That's reverse engineering here. Many of us, we don't realize, we speak a lot of words of fear, words of uh, uh, anger, words of death, uh, destruction, all those kinds of things. You know, my grandfather had heart problems. My father had heart problems. I think I'll probably come down with heart problems too. You're calling things that are not as though they they were. And you're bringing that into existence. I remember many years ago when I was traveling with Dave Roberson, Great man of God, lived here in town. Um, I, I trained under his ministry 47, 48 years ago. And uh, I used to help him uh, travel around and train under him. And uh, whenever we would go to a place, I'd get out uh, all the sound system and all that, set everything up for him before we start the meeting. Excuse me. There was a young lady, young girl, uh, 18 years old. She wasn't what the world would call uh, beautiful. And And uh, she had thick glasses, but what made it worse was she had a very pessimistic, negative attitude. I didn't know who she was, but I overheard her saying to an older lady, as I was coming in and out of the building with the sound system, I overheard her saying, you know, I believe I'm so ugly, I don't think any boy is ever going to be interested in me. I'll probably live and die and and, uh, never get married. Me and my big mouth, I overheard that, and I opened my mouth and I said, amen. Her face got red. She got so furious. She came running to me. She said, what did you say? I said, sister, please forgive me. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to offend you. But you should not be talking like that. The Bible says you will have what you say. The Bible says, um, you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. The Bible says in James chapter 3, your tongue can set into motion the course of your life. You shouldn't be talking like that, sister. What you should say is, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. What you should say is, "Uh, I'm delighting myself in the Lord and the Lord will give me the desires of my heart. What you should say, sister, is whoever the guy is that's going to marry me is a lucky guy. That's what you should be saying. When I said that, she started to smile. And when she was smiling, in my heart I was thanking God I was not the lucky guy. Many of us are saying things and we're lending our mouth to the devil and he sets into motion things in our lives. That's the devil's reverse engineering. Exactly the opposite of Joshua 1.8. This book of the law, if you speak God's word, meditate God's word, act on God's word, you'll change your circumstances, you'll make your way prosperous, you'll have good success. If you do the other, speaking words of fear, words of uh, sickness, words of disaster, unbelief, all those kinds of things, then the devil will set into motion things in your life. If the truth were known, much of the things in our lives, we've literally spoken them into existence. And so today we're going to make a change. We're going to repent for all those negative words. We're going to take authority over those negative words. And then we're going to dedicate our mouth to the Lord this year. And this year, 2024, we're going to verbally engineer our way into success and prosperity this year. Regardless of politics, regardless of uh, economies, regardless of circumstances, all of those kinds of things. Because God's word is truth. He sends his word, it heals them. He watches over his word and he performs it. Praise God. And we have what we say. Jesus said, if you'll speak to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea. Many of us, we fast about the mountain, we pray about the mountain We cry about the mountain. We tell everybody about our mountain. And all it ever did was get bigger and bigger and bigger. But one thing we haven't done is what Jesus said. Speak to that mountain. Tell it to get out be removed and cast into the sea. Not doubt in your heart, but believe what you speak with your mouth is coming to pass. You will have whatever it is that you say. So that's what we did earlier. We're going to do a few more declarations today. And specifically, whatever your situation is, instead of crying about it, fasting about it, praying about it, you know, you've done enough. You've gone around that mountain long enough. In fact, it says in the book of uh, Deuteronomy, I believe, God said to um, Israel, God said to Moses, and uh, I believe it's in Deuteronomy chapter 1, you know, 40 years to, uh, roaming around the wilderness, God said, you've, you've encompassed, you've, you've gone around this mountain long enough. It's time to make a change. Praise God. That's what the business world says, you know. Insanity definition is doing the same thing again and again, hoping for different results, you know. So today... This year we're going to make a difference. Praise God. It's not just going to be a wishful thinking. I hope I have a blessed and prosperous year. We're going to verbally engineer our way into success and prosperity by speaking to the mountains in our life, declaring God's word. Praise God. And uh, let's do that one more time. We'll add some more things to to our verbal engineering. Would you stand with me, please? We're going to reverse the reverse engineering of the devil. Lift your hands up. Say, Father, forgive me for all the negative words. That I have spoken words of fear, words of death, words of disease, words of failure, words of lack, words of poverty, words of anxiety, words of disaster, accidents, death, all of such words. Forgive me, Lord. Wash me by your precious blood. Satan and every wicked spirit controlling access to my life. Uh, through these words, I'm talking to you. You have no more dominion over my life in the name of Jesus. your curse to the roots in Jesus' name. I declare no weapon formed against me can prosper against me in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I can verbally engineer this year based on your word. I meditate on the word. I speak your word. I act upon your word. I will make my way prosperous. I have good success in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say I'm always meditating and speaking God's word, acting on God's word. I make my way prosperous this year and have good success this year in the name of Jesus. I don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but my delight is in the word of God. In it I meditate day and night. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. Whatever I take up to do, it prospers in Jesus' name. I'm wearing the whole armor of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I open my mouth. I share the gospel with boldness, with anointing. I am a soul winner. People are coming to Jesus. I lay hands upon the sick and they recover. I give and it's given unto me. Pressed down, shaken together. Running over. Men pour into my bosom. I sow bountifully, I reap bountifully. God is making all grace abound towards me. I am always self-sufficient in everything and abounding to every good work. My God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory. By Christ Jesus, I declare every need is met in Jesus' name. I declare... Every bill is paid in Jesus' name. I declare every financial situation is resolved and dissolved. All tax and legal issues are resolved and dissolved. I cast all my cares upon the Lord, for He cares for me. I owe no man anything but to love in the name of Jesus. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I have the peace of God. In the name of Jesus, I stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is perfecting that which concerns me. I delight myself in the Lord. He is giving me the desires of my heart. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. 2024 is a year of supernatural health, supernatural healing. Towards a very long life, 120 years. Unless Jesus comes, say that again, 120 years. Unless Jesus comes with long life, he'll satisfy me. And let me behold my my salvation in the name of Jesus. He's with me in trouble. He delivers me and he honors me. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance with honor in the name of Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. Through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen.